This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, hey Marge, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Running a growing business means getting the insights you need wherever you are. With Shopify's single dashboard, you can manage orders, shipping, and payments from anywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the United States. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash ifanboy, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash ifanboy now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash ifanboy. This is an iFanboy special edition podcast on Gotham. Going down a dirty inner city side of the road, I plotted. Madness passed me by, she smiled high, I nodded. Looked up as the sky, began to cry, she shot it. Met a girl from Dearborn early six o'clock this morning, Colfax. Hello, welcome to a special edition iFanboy podcast on Gotham. My name is Connor Kilpatrick and I'm here with Paul Montgomery. Hey everybody. And we thought, uh, since there's a whole bunch of new comic book shows this year, we would do some special student podcasts talking about the pilot episodes. We did that for the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show. We had fun doing that. And uh, just to head off any questions on Twitter or the website, we're not going to do every episode of this. No. (laughs) We're just going to talk about the pilot. So uh, today, obviously, uh, if you listen to this when we put it out, Gotham is premiering on Fox in the United States. And in uh, next month, you'll have uh, The Flash and you'll have Constantine. We'll do shows on both of those. Uh, I don't know if we're going to do iZombie. Probably not. I'm kind of curious about iZombie, actually, because it's a, well, we'll it's a Rob Thomas thing. We'll see. We'll see. We'll we're see. definitely going to do these first three, though. So yeah. you'll be, look forward I'm to those. I'm also about to get very, very busy <laughs> this fall. Right, so. exactly. So no promises. But uh, we were going to do them all in one show. Paul had a brilliant idea of breaking them up into three shows. So Let's here break you. them up. Gotham is the Batman show from uh, airing on Fox, which is unusual since you know people assume, always assume that the WB or the WB, holy cow. The CW Network will always get those shows because they are also owned by Warner I wouldn't Brothers. even have stopped it because I'm so used to it being on WB, but <laughs> right. the CW. So, um, but. but apparently this show ended up at Fox. It's from Bruno Heller. He's the creator, and he's the guy behind The Mentalist. He did Rome. He's done a bunch of stuff. Um, and they, they fast-tracked this one. I remember the, the announcement uh, that they were developing it to when they actually picked it up and shot it. It was quick. Yeah, I was like, that'll be fun in you know 2017 or whenever we get to it. and. <laughs> That happened quickly. Things are escalating quickly in the world of superhero TV shows. Exactly. They're capitalizing so. on all that. All that, And I have to give credit to DC Entertainment for they're really doing a good job of getting these shows picked up. Yeah, I mean, next year, this time, we could be talking about Supergirl if things keep going at this pace. Right. Who knows what will also spin off of Flash and Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, this is a 
TV show about Gotham. It's the origin story of a lot of these characters you know and love. So you've got a young Bruce Wayne, you got a young Selina Kyle, you got a younger Penguin and Riddler and all those characters that you know. And the center of this show is uh, young Jim Gordon coming to Gotham. It's, it's, in fact, the pilot is this. This is first, it seemed like his first day on the job in the, with the GCPD mm-hmm. uh, with his new partner, Harvey Bullock. So that is the setup. It's a one-hour uh, live-action show. And, um, and if it is oh, his first day, what, what a first day. What a crazy first day. Let's because see. this isn't just now a lot of people are like, oh, they're doing Gotham Central as a TV show. Not quite, although they flirt with it. Sometimes to an infuriating degree, because you're like, <laughs> why can't you just be Gotham Central? But because it diverges in some really important ways, like on this particular day, they catch a case and it happens to be the murder of the Waynes. Well, it's not even like his very first morning, he stops the hostage situation in, this the, is in the police department, uh, uh, you know, infuriating the rest of his uh, fellow officers because he doesn't just shoot the guy. He actually just disarms him. And then, uh, then as Harvey Bullock and Gordon are about to go off shift, they catch the the Red Bull of all Red Bulls, the Wayne murder. So, um, which is m- uh, actually witnessed by Selena, young Selena Kyle, who's a pickpocket on the street. And so, this is a rough first day for uh, young James Gordon, but he he's up to the task. He's the one good man in the force. So, um, let's talk about what we thought. It's just interesting because I knew a couple of people who had seen this very very early mm-hmm. in the process. And were telling me that how horrible it was, and uh, then I then someone else who saw it early in the process told me that they didn't think it was that bad, and so I went in with very low expectations, and I I came out thinking that it was very much a pilot. Right. The the tone is sort of all over the place. Um, they haven't quite established the characters, and some some of the acting is 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 not on point. But I didn't think it was terrible, and uh, I actually. Kind of looking forward to it. You know, I was wondering if we were going to do good cop, bad cop on this. And <laughs> in the beginning, it was like, oh, no, this is not going to be a fun podcast because I really don't like this. But then I think in the second half, yeah, it kind of picks up. And... The thing about pilots is, and we're going to talk about this again at least one more time, mm-hmm. uh, but pilots are often very rocky because they haven't, you know, they, they, they you write this pilot script before you really know what the show is. And if you go back to a lot of famous shows, the pilot... The shows are very different, especially in the pilot uh, form. So this show could straighten out its problems. And I, so I give pilots a little bit of a leeway because they don't really know what they are yet. Sometimes there's, there's a really long time between when a pilot is written and when the, the rest of the show is written. Right. And, and totally that's after they get notes. On. Like they pick yeah. up the series and, okay, now we got to write. what's And they actually call the second episode of the season as episode one. Right. Um, because the pilot is like its own little movie thing, like uh, like uh, Matt Weiner and uh, Mad Men. He carried that around in a briefcase for years. And if you watch the Mad Men pilot, it's it's completely totally mm-hmm. different than the series. But yeah. anyway, yeah, um, I didn't think this was terrible. I think there's definitely some problems, mm-hmm. but I think there's some, definitely some really good things. Uh, and I was taking notes while I watched uh, the pilot. Uh, I watched it all of them three times, I think. Um, and I took some notes, and my, my first note was Donald Logue in capital letters with three exclamation points. Because I think anytime he's on the screen as Harvey, Harvey Bullock, it's fantastic. Interesting. I, I love Donald Logue, and I loved him in, you know, Terriers, and it was cool when he showed up on Vikings, which was weird. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, it was weird. weird. Donald Logue. Um, I, don't, I don't know that this is the best use of Donald Logue. I don't know that he's miscast or, or anything like that. It's just in this pilot... 
I don't know. And that's also, um, I, I have some conflicted feelings about just the way that Bullock overall is depicted. That well, it's interesting. I think what, what works for me is because Bullock is a hard character in the show because he's a bit of Detective Flash from year one and he's a bit of Harvey Bullock from the comics. Right. In that he is basically a good cop who's in a dirty situation, making the best of it. I don't, I don't know. I think you're being a little generous. I mean, he's asking I, Gordon to murder at the end. Yeah, but he's killing a bad guy. I mean, we've seen a lot of cops do that in, in these kind of gray line cop shows. Um, and Harvey Bullock is very much like that in the comics. In fact, there's been times in the comics where he's been a flat-out bad guy mm-hmm. cop. So there is precedent for Harvey Bullock not being the best cop. And I think part of the journey of the show, I suspect, is, is Gordon rubbing off on Bullock. Yeah. So he's got to start at a bad, dark place. But I think the, the brilliance of Donald Logue is that he's charming while he's, while he's a bad cop. I think, I think just starting out with this, this whole pilot thing, they feel very archetypical. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they refer to, to Gordon as, you know, he's the war hero. Uh, he's the war hero. And he does this thing with, like, he he moves his mouth, but the whole rest of his face does not move. <laughs> Did you notice this? That was a lot in LA. It's, um, uh, <laughs> it, it, ben McKenzie is, is Gordon, and he was uh, Batman in Batman Year One. Right. Strangely enough. Which is interesting. Uh, and he was on the OC, and he was on the very highly acclaimed Southland cop show, mm-hmm. uh, which I only very... saw a couple of episodes of. And there's but... there's shades of that. Like, I, yeah, I only watched a couple episodes of Southland too, but I think he's basically kind of you know it's the same bag of tricks. But he's very you know straight laced, very intense, right? And I'm hoping that they you know have a little bit of levity coming up. Because yeah, but I think the levity part's going to come from Bullock, and he's going to be the straight man. Just I don't know that yeah. Ben McKenzie has that in his toolbox. I've never. Well, seen even it. when he was on the OC, he, you can be funny as a straight man. Sure. You know, you can you can render some comedy from that. Here, it's just kind of very. It's like his his take on on the young Batman in that year one animated film. Um, very, just very intense. Very like you know, this guy's really you know. Right. And that he's that he's my biggest worry. Obviously, he's Gordon. He's the main character, and he, he, you know, I wasn't. He would have been my first choice. I don't think he's terrible, mm-hmm. and I think he has the track record with Southlands to make it work. Um, but he, I didn't think he was the biggest problem. Nor did I think Donald Logan's biggest. Uh, the mustache, I like. right? You, you need the uh, mustache. To me, the biggest problem was uh, Fish Mooney. Yeah, Jada Pinkett Smith's. Uh, this is a completely new character. They made it for the show. She's the crime boss of Gotham, or the conflicting crime boss with with Carmine Falcone. Mm-hmm. Um, she was she was probably the worst. I thought. You know, it's interesting. I, I I was reading some commentary on this, and just to get an idea of what other people are saying, and some people are suggesting, "Oh, Fish Mooney's going to be the favorite. She's really interesting. Oh. Great creation." And um, I don't I, I don't I don't know that I think she was terrible, but. For the amount of screen time, not nearly as interesting as some of the other characters could potentially be. She, for me, think. she is. Um, like, she what, like that, when you when you consider that she's going to be the Lex Luthor of this series, right? And to me, that she falls into to that space of actors who, when they get a comic book role, they overact it. Mm-hmm. And she definitely was chewing scenery, um, and her character wasn't compelling enough right now to make that work. 
to me. She just felt a little over the top. Yeah. And uh, as you're, and you're right, she's the big bad, at least of this season. Uh, I think just of this season, the way it looks like it's going to arc out mm-hmm. uh, for the Penguins, because the Penguins are right-hand man. Uh, but uh, she's just a little over the top for me. And I didn't, it didn't get any better the more I watched it. I will say, but, like villain-wise, uh, I thought they came. They have a great Falcone. Falcone's uh, good. Penguin, I thought was really good. Um, you know, I, I I I was hesitant about him at, at first, but Robin, um, Robin Lord Taylor, which yeah. is really awesome name. I but, dig this guy. He's just weird enough, but he also kind of looks like a young skinny penguin, mm-hmm. and he's creepy. <laughs> he just—he's sort of unsettling, and I like. And I they like that. that weird coda scene where he comes up out of the water <laughs> and and attacks the fisherman. I I assumed he he was going to steal the fisherman's fish. Right. Like the penguin eats fish, but he steals a sandwich. So I don't know if that was just like an in joke. He's hungry. It's like some weird reversal, but he like he kills the guy, slashes his throat, and then steals a sandwich and is just ravenous. And I was like, I don't. Right. What does that mean? I don't know what that means exactly. We got a few other characters. Uh, Edward Nigma is the police uh, scientist. He's the Barry Allen of not Gotham into Super that. Star. Not into that. Not I think it kind of plays into his his history again. You know where he he was a private detective for a while in the comics. And he was sort of a big guy. I mean, yeah, I think you could have a lot of fun with the. Well, and as we've seen with Paul Dini in the comics, you can have a lot of fun with the Riddler as being on the being on the good side. Mm-hmm. Um, or starting on the good side, or starting on the good side, or or whatever. Uh, well, he didn't start. He, he was he no. But I mean, here here he starts on the good right, side. right, yeah. So you so you can have fun with the with the Riddler as you know chaotic good or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you want to get into your D and D manual, um, but I think the actor and maybe the way it was directed was really over the top. Mm. And it's I don't think you know I I think you can play that a little closer to the to the vest. Um, and then uh, we have very briefly we meet uh, not Pamela Isley, but she's Pamela something else. I forgot already. Uh, Poison Ivy Pepper. Ivy Pepper. Ivy Pepper. Strangely enough, so it's, it's not even Pamela. It's, it's that was Ivy one of Pepper. the strange head scratching changes. Like everything else is pretty on point in terms of at least the names and their roles. And this was kind of like, oh, okay. That was. I mean, aside from some of the, just the tonal stuff we've been talking about, I think I think the big miss for this pilot is relax. You know, give yourselves a few episodes to introduce well, I think these characters. What, I think what they've said is that obviously this is not going to be how every episode's going to be. Right. You know, you're not going to have Penguin and Poison Ivy and Riddler and Catwoman and Batman all in all these episodes. They just are establishing the world for this one, and then and I and I understand, but even still, I think those you know those cards are out on the table already. Like we know mm-hmm. where those characters are. Mm-hmm. So I, I I wish that there was a mystery up in the air as to well, wonder still how Ivy's going to show up. Like, like Mr. Freeze said it's going to come and people like that. So mm-hmm. there's still some some people left to come. Uh, but the other thing is, you know, one of the things people were worried about was this was going to be a overload of young Bruce Wayne, but he's barely in the show. Uh, he's he's there for the murder and he's there uh, at the end. He wasn't in in the middle, was he? Uh, no. Um, and I thought he was really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, for a, for a child actor on a TV show, not let alone like a movie or something, I thought he was really good and hopefully they don't, you know, overuse that card. I also like Alfred too. Yeah. This is the Alfred from Batman Earth One. This is the Cockney badass Alfred Mm -hmm. and not the, uh, elegant, uh, upper class comic book Alfred. And I like that. 
Well, I like it too. I'm worried though because David Mazuz, who plays Bruce Wayne, David Mazuz, sorry. Okay. He's French. Um, Is he's he? 13. Yeah. And uh, that, as we all know, if we were all 13 at one point. Um, <laughs> yeah. You very quickly enter a very awkward stage, mm-hmm. you know, in growth. And so. He uh, he's very quick, you know. It's like the, it's like the Walt problem. Walt Lost. Lost. I was going to say, you know, in, in next season he's going to look different, or or um, Bran on Game of Thrones. So and that's okay because he's going through a transition as a right. character. I like that bit where he's up on top of Wayne Manor. Yes, and he's overcoming his fears, and and then Alfred's like, "Would you knock that off?" <laughs> like, he's, he's, <laughs> Like I, I think I, Alfred's great. I actually really like Selena Kyle too. You know, she sort of she saw the murder, so she's skulking around and <laughs> stalking him a little bit, hanging out um, on tombstones and stuff. The ones I, before we move on, I really like uh, so Sean Pertwee. He's the he's the son of the uh, the third Doctor, Doctor Who. Oh, really? And he looks just like him, except without the crazy <laughs> hair. But anyways, he's real. I thought he was really good. Um, yeah, it, so, the thing so, is, so, it's, so, it's a cop show. I think one of the things right. people were worried about it was going to be a Bruce Wayne show, and it's not. It's a cop show. It's a cop show set in Gotham. Right. Now, whether or not it morphs into some sort of Gotham Central-esque thing, we've got Renee Matoy, we've got Crispus Allen, we've got Sarah Essen, although it doesn't look like she is a love interest potential for Gordon She's Sarah Essen. But, yeah. Um, but you got the pieces there uh, for a Gotham Central-esque. Um, and I was looking on the, the credits on IMDb, and they list a bunch of comics people. Who are usually credited for you know coming up with things and and you got and Rucka's in there so we may see elements of that bleed into the show. I was supposed I think I was most pleasantly surprised that it was mostly a cop show and there was hardly any Bruce Wayne. There was hardly any of those other characters. You know, Riddler was in one scene. It wasn't an overload. I thought. Mm. And what did you think overall? Because well, I'm sure you heard all the bad buzz on it. Well, yeah, I I did, and so I was I was kind of dreading watching it, and it rolled around, and it's okay, it's time to to talk about this. And um, the thing is, I've seen a lot of Batman media, like so Batman in comics, Batman in live action, Batman animation, and I've seen that origin story a bunch of times. I've seen a bunch of different Jim Gordons, and I love cop shows. We both love you know procedurals. Right. And and detective shows and plus you've got you've you've actually got at least two actors from The Wire on here. Yes, you've got Falcone and then you've got the cop who actually catches the case. That's uh, Levy, uh, the the lawyer. Oh yeah, 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 the lawyer. Was there another one? Rawls, Rawls, Rawls is Falcone. Yeah, so those yeah, two. Yeah. Um, unless there's anyone else that I'm missing because they do turn up all over the place. Wire actors. I actually saw I saw a play with a guy from The Wire in it. Who played one of the detectives? I can't think of his name, but anyways. Um, he was Man of La Mancha in a, in a local theater production. And I was like, who is that guy? And I finally saw him in the playbill. I was like, whoa. Awesome. Anyways, anyways. Um, so there, there's a lot of cliche in here for if, if you're, you know, if you've seen a lot of those things. Mm-hmm. But part of that is just going to be pilot training wheels. And hopefully yeah. those come off and we grow into a better show. And, you know, Smallville started off rough. It never got great. But it got really watchable. I don't. I don't think there's anything in here that that is like, oh god, I I, I don't like that at all. I mean, even like for Fish Mooney, who I didn't like the most, mm. wasn't terrible. It was just a little over the top. Who was who was her uh, her second in command? I forget what they were. The calling penguin her. was. No, no, no. Oh yeah, not but not the penguin. The other guy who he said no, it was that guy. Oh right. It was the guy in the uh, in the uh, the the meat freezer. 
Right, um, he's from the Mentalist. I don't remember his name. Was he? Was. I thought he was very good. Um, yeah, and I thought, and I thought he struck the right tone in terms of how campy it should be and how grounded it should be. Right. Um, the action sequences, like there's a chase sequence in here that is kind of rough. Mm. Um, oh, there's a, you can uh, you can also tell they did it quickly. Yeah, like there's the sequence in the middle where Bullock and Gordon are questioning all the suspects looking for the murder and it's all on the same set with the swinging light i get the kind of i get what they were going for but it looked really cheap yeah they were going for a montage of okay we're talking to everybody and they do the trick of the the light on the ceiling and it was oh that's kind of clever but then they only had like three guys yeah and they didn't have enough setups to really pull it off so it so like you said it just looked kind of cheap and on the run um but yeah it's a pilot thing but I also really liked that the world was dark and dirty because I think you have to start there. There has to be a reason for Batman to show up in the first place. And there has to be a reason for Gordon to want to reform things. Mm-hmm. So I like the fact that you know the, the, cop, the police force is very clearly, obviously, corrupt, full of corrupt cops. They're working with the mob and they murder suspects. And it has to start there. It has to, has to start in the darkness before they get to the light and... I am I, I am hopeful at least that with Falcone you've got a character like uh, like Lionel Luther from Smallville mm-hmm. um, who can do like that guy's good and he's yeah. been he's a great character actor he's been all over the place John Doman and um, I think they can do some really interesting things with him and just his his little speech at the end about I'm a businessman and mm-hmm. I need law and order and people need to have you know hope that things are going to get better. That's that's kind of interesting and more nuanced. I mean, we've seen that character before in other things, but for this show, I thought it was it was more nuanced than I was expecting. I thought, like at that point, I thought it was going to be, you know, Jack Palance in Batman right. eighty nine, which would have been fine. Which let's is be if it, if you could get Jack Palance, a lot of but... heavy breathing. <sighs> um, one thing I did find interesting and unexpected and slightly nuanced was the love triangle is actually an, an unusual love triangle. It's oh yeah, <laughs> it's. Uh, Gordon, his fiance Barbara, right, just like the comics, and and um, uh, for Montoya. Renee Montoya, and it's not between Montoya and Gordon; it's between Montoya and his fiance. Do you think they're going in a Batwoman direction for Barbara? That's a good question. Um, I don't know, but it I did find it very interesting. At first, I was perplexed, but then I thought, you know, what? that's that's not a love triangle you see on TV very often. And so I, I thought that was a, a neat step to have the uh, women be the two points in the triangle. And no, yeah, cl- I like clueless Gordon on the side. Mm-hmm. But um, and not to shy away from from Renee being a lesbian. That was good. Uh, so there's a lot of good things to build off of. I think here, and we'll, now the, the real test for this show and for the Bruno Heller and the, the rest of the, the team is what will they build from this? It's not bad. Oh yeah, it's um, I I think. It can get past the pilot stage and get into its own. I think it can be something fun to watch. Um, I don't know that it'll ever be excellent, but it can be watchable. And I, and I don't think it needs to be excellent. You know, it's a. F- I think it just needs to be fun and entertaining. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just. I mean, this thing is we're at a different stage with these adaptations, and you know, I mean. When Birds of Prey came out, you know, there was like no expectations for that and mm-hmm. it wasn't very good. But it wasn't going up against like Nolan's Batman trilogy, which right. problematic as it is in the end, 
you can do great things and great crime stories with Batman in live action. Mm-hmm. And even though we're talking film and TV, there's still a higher standard at this point. Um, and you know, Shield eventually came into its own. It, it got in, it definitely got more interesting towards mm-hmm. the latter half of its first season. Um, and I think even even Arrow, which I really enjoy, that didn't start off, you know, super I f- great. I mean, yeah, I mean, problematic from, at the start. For me, I'm just look. I'm looking for it to be a uh, network cop show. In Gotham City, mm-hmm. so I don't. You know, I'm never going to get that show I want. I'm never going to get the Gotham Central gritty cop show that happens to also take place in Gotham. So for me, this is so as close as I'm going to get. What, give me a cop show that that like would be the top. Like, I mean, The Wire is a network, but so like, right. what's a great like, like Law and Order was a great cop show. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going back to Hill Street Blues. That kind it of could thing. be a wacky Law and Order SVU though. I mean, I mean, I'm even fine with it being The Mentalist. Yeah. Quite honestly, because I, I really enjoy it. Um, it's not a great show, but it's a really fun and good show that occasionally touches, you know, some, you know, very, very good. Yeah, and if and if I'm honest, I'm the same way about crime shows. Like, it, like I, I love The Wire and I love Homicide, but they don't all have to be. Homicide that. would be a great cop show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, or Hill Street Blues or something. But uh, I like Monk. You know, so like right. it could be something like that, and I'd be cool with it. And uh, I th- so I think right now it's just got to be careful with juggling all of those characters and cameos and being so wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And I think for me, even more important is the tone. They've got to be tone, careful, right? Because I mean, the characters, fine, whatever. But for me, if 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 they still kind of veer around, it, you know, it's got to find its footing and decide what kind of show it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but for right now, I mean, I, I didn't dislike watching it. I had a good time watching it. Despite the problems I had, I thought the I, yeah, life I, was really I good. think I think that second half won me over. If I just watched the first half, aside mm. from that episode didn't finish, I'd be like that was pretty <laughs> bad. But with the second half, and I think well, when Ben McKenzie grows his mustache in season two, Paul, if they could go into post and before this episode airs <laughs> and put a mustache on him, I'd be fine with that. He's never gonna have the mustache. Never. never? Poor guy. Never. He's never gonna have the mustache. Glasses. Well, maybe. But uh, so that is Gotham, uh, the pilot episode. You can go to ifanboy.com and tell us what you thought of the show. There'll be a post for this show, as long as other podcasts. And as we said earlier, next month uh, we'll be reviewing the Flash podcast. Uh, podcast. The Flash pilot. We're reviewing our own podcast. And, and we're gonna Flash. do a review show of our review. Other show. people's reviews of the Flash. We'll be doing commentary. And then uh, there'll be the constant. <laughs> show so both of those in october constantine is the 24th i, rem- I remember that but i don't remember flash is early october or the 17th no earlier than that but uh look forward to those those on coming out the days those shows premiere in the united states uh lots of fun lots of things lots of fun things to talk about hopefully uh all these shows do i want all these shows to succeed and do well exciting times i mean like, with all the new shows and plus the shows that are continuing on there's it's like all over the tv dial yeah maybe we'll be back for marvel's netflix shows I think there's a probably pretty good chance. Pretty good chance. I think I think we're definitely we're let's put a stake in the ground on that one. Let's put a stake in the ground on Daredevil. Okay. No matter at how which point we can talk about the whole season because it'll yeah. come out all at once. Exactly. Okay. So we're gonna mainline them and So this is a good time. And this is crazy time. You know, we've got three four DC shows, maybe five or six in the future. No, Jesus, <laughs> don't we have five or six? We Are you have- still doing Hour Man? No, Hourman was somewhere in development. Is that gone the way? A lot of shows Wonder are in Woman development. You never Amazon, know. whatever it was. 
between Arrow, Gotham, iZombie, Constantine, The Flash, that's five right there. Wow. Just DC shows. You Plus know, even H- just saying, like, there are two Vertigo shows, you know, right. that are going to be on TV. If you can't, well, maybe Constantine is the new 52 Constantine, but whatever. So uh, we'll we have a lot, a lot to talk about, lots of fun stuff. If you're into these things, you've got a lot of choices. So I hope everyone enjoyed the Gotham pilot. If you didn't, tell us uh, why you didn't on the, on, the, on the website. And we'll be back next week with Talking Comics, and we'll be back next month talking The Flash. And until then, I'm Connor. And I'm Paul. Same bad time, same bad channel. Well, not really. Same bad channel. Different, different bad channel. Yeah. Different decade, different channel. Not even in close. Seven jealous fools playing by her rules. Can't believe her. He feels so in between. Can't break the scene. It would grieve her. And that's the reason why he must cry. He'll never leave her. Crooked children, yellow chalk, riding on a concrete walk, their king died. 